And we are going. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Belanger. Today's episode is brought to you by Generous United. If you didn't know what Generous United is, sit down. I'm going to tell you. Generous United, they are dedicated to making sure prescription drugs are more affordable for Maritimers, Atlantic Canadians like us. Generous United, one thing I love about them is that they're helping out small businesses. It doesn't matter what aspect of healthcare you're looking to save money in. Maybe you want to get a massage. Maybe you need some help with your dental care. If you can save money on prescription drugs, it will allow you to afford other things like that. One thing that is great also is that they're helping out small businesses that can't afford their healthcare for their employees. We all know that we're in the middle of a pandemic. We're almost out. Maybe we're not. No one really knows what's going on, but we all know that we can definitely save some money on our prescription drugs. doesn't matter if it's you, a loved one, a family member, maybe a small business that you know of. We can all be benefiting from the service at Generous United. Head on over to their website, genrusunited.ca, and see if there's anything that they can be doing to help you out. One more time, generousunited.ca. That's genrusunited.ca. Today's episode is also brought to you by Osprey Ridge Golf Course. Golf season is wrapping up. It's almost over. We got to get out and play our 18 holes, our 19 holes, whatever it is. Osprey Ridge is 45 minutes to an hour outside the city, depending on who's in front of you. I can personally get there in 30 minutes if you want me to, but like I said, depends how quick you're driving. 45 minutes to an hour outside of the city. A Graham Cook designed golf course. One thing I also love about Osprey Ridge is that it's a family-owned golf course. And whenever you talk about a family-owned business, what do you talk about? Pride of own. Ownership. So when you go to Osprey Ridge, you see the fairways that are nice. You see the greens run a nice pace. You walk into the clubhouse and the customer service is on point. Also, when you're done your 18 holes, 9 holes, whatever it is, head on up to the brand new renovated patio, have a beer, grab a sandwich, some nachos, and watch people 3-putt, 4-putt. I'm not judging. Do what you got to do. One more time, Osprey Ridge High Button Sports. Make sure to get up there before the golf season is over. Today on the High Button Podcast, extremely excited about this episode. We have Jake Sanford. Jake was drafted by the New York Yankees in the third round in 2019, 105th overall. He actually played locally here for the Dartmouth Dry, went on to play NCAA ball at Western Kentucky. He was a triple crown winner there. Stay humble. This past year, he played for the Tampa Tarpons in Uh, I guess you could just say the minor league system of the New York Yankees playing high A ball. He is 23rd on their depth chart of the New York Yankees. So before you know it, you're probably going to see Jake Sanford playing at Yankee Stadium. Uh, I'm extremely excited to talk to Jake. He's been on the podcast a couple years ago. I think this was before his actual first pro game of baseball. So I'm excited to see what he's learned after these uh, past couple of years. It's going to be a great episode. we got dudes here with his baseball knowledge. It's going to be a great episode. Here we go. You know what comes next. Boom, we're going. Jake Sanford, welcome back to the podcast. I was thinking, what, two years ago? Yeah, it's been a while. What's new? Not much. <laughs> Not much. Two nah, years. No, nah, I finally actually got to play some games. <laughs> yeah, because... Because well, with yeah. 2020 off, we didn't get to play at all. So we were spring training, and then next thing you know, boom, they sent us home. <laughs> Is that what happened? Yeah, so well, we were... I was literally in the middle of a game, and uh, next thing you know, they said after the game, we got to go to the complex, and... Cashman's there, and he's going to tell us that we have the weekend off. And then next thing you know, they're like, oh, you got two weeks off. And then next thing you know, they didn't call us again until after the next spring training. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Talk about all the excitement you had, and then boom, gone, COVID. What, then did you just come right back home, or did you go back to Kentucky? No, I went back to Kentucky with a couple of my other buddies that uh, went there. They actually play in the other organizations, so they play the Nationals and the Pirates. But yeah. uh, 
Yeah, so we just went back there and trained and everything. So okay, yeah. Well, dude, congrats on the past two years from us, you know, living in our little bubble here in Nova Scotia. Whenever we look on Twitter and we uh, we see some of your stat lines coming up, dudes knows them a little bit better than I do what those <laughs> numbers mean. But from the conversations that I have with the athletic community around here, you're doing a great job. So congrats on everything, man. You're Thank making you. this part of the world very proud, and at least in the baseball community so well mm, done man for sure Thank people you. now think that it can be done now in baseball here right like obviously there was people that got drafted you know years ago with the you know darren Doucettes and the joel Irvins and the, those type of guys and obviously there's more that i'm forgetting but now in like this era because think about hockey too it was like for a while there was nothing and then all of a sudden bam we have all this talent and now people are starting to see okay well fuck maybe if you know we're from nova scotia or new brunswick or per or whatever the case may be there's an, there's an opportunity now. It can be done. You will get seen. You know. You just have to do your thing and keep pushing. So that's awesome. the biggest thing for me. So at what point did the almost excitement away, go away from getting drafted to just the mode of going? Okay, now I got to get to work and I actually have to like become a professional baseball player. At what point did that excitement go away? Yeah, like probably like literally right when I left here, probably to go back because I was just here for a few days and then uh, when I got back to Tampa the next day, I got sent to New York and I had to go play in Staten Island. So. Yeah, that was. I was like, oh well, this is real now, so I gotta get ready and just just play my game. So like, can't worry about being drafted and everything. Just go out there and play the same game. What was the biggest transition you thought just going from I don't know, just playing I don't know in Kentucky to to pro baseball? What was that? It's just uh, the pitching quality was a lot better than uh, in college because college they get a little bit more scared when they're when there's a bigger hitter up and pro ball they don't care. <laughs> so yeah, let's go right after you. Yeah, because they're matching the quality, right? Like. Who, that's not to say in college there I have no experience in college of course but like the you say the pitching is it's just every single guy is is in it to to dominate you know what I mean mm -hmm. like in college it's like you, there's different levels and stuff like that it seems so it's it's depth chart at the end yeah. of the day yeah right? you're trying to compete to move up so they're gonna try to be the best every game so, so can you explain the leagues to me man like I've, I was gonna yeah, that I've, yeah uh, so can you explain them a lot of people I was talking to they're like oh why are you not in the big leagues yet I'm like yeah it's not like hockey or basketball there's like not just like one minor league or G league or something but in baseball there's so many like with the Yankees we have two Dominican teams in the DR uh two florida complex league teams then we had we used to have short season which was staten island but now it's just low a which is tampa and then high a which is where i play, finished up in hudson valley and then double a then triple a and then the big leagues so you have to go through a lot to like make 10 it up leagues there. yeah <laughs> is it how do you stay level-headed through all that knowing like i know for hockey if, if you're in the coast you're like okay i'm two jumps away Mm -hmm. In baseball, it seems like you have three, four jumps till you're playing in the pros. How, how do you stay level-headed through all that, knowing, okay, just one league at a time, or do you just not even worry about it? I just try not to worry about it. I just go out and play, and um, they'll make me, they'll make the moves when they need to. But, uh, yeah, so baseball, most of the guys make their jump up to the big leagues from AA. So it's basically AAA's guys that are, like, injured or rehabbing and uh, guys that are, like, on the fringe that play up and down. But, uh, yeah, most of the guys make their – uh, debuts and stuff from double a so hopefully i start there next year that's what it's, i'm it's thinking like so yeah i'll be good when does this that season start uh so spring training will start in february and then well last year was march because they had the extended COVID or whatever but uh this year it's gonna be february and then our season starts in april Okay. So yeah, I, I remember me and dudes were having this conversation once about the off season in baseball, and I remember mm -hmm. I think you said there really isn't an off season because guys just try to keep playing all year round. I know you just mentioned Dominican Republic. Mm -hmm. Is there leagues like throughout the entire year that where you can just play? Yeah, there's winter ball leagues and everything mm -hmm. too. I was I was almost went to Australia last year to play in the off season, but uh, then COVID 
happened. Well, COVID was already happening, but uh, they shut the league down. And then this year, I might be going to Puerto Rico to play off season, but it's still in the works too because of COVID. So <laughs> everything is just they're trying to figure out how they can do make the league work and everything. Wow. Yeah. As you're moving up per league. You know, like I said, you got to stay level-headed. And I think about the quality of players. You just mentioned quality of pitches. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to know about quality of um, of coaches. I don't know if it's bullshit if, if if one coach from one league knows better than the other league. But you know, whenever I talk to dudes about baseball, he said there's so many things in baseball you need to learn. There's you can never stop learning. You can always get better. Mm-hmm. Just, there's always a a quality of player that you can become better at. Did you find that with moving up from league or going from league to league, league team to team, that the quality of coaches were better? When you mentioned the pitches, maybe you got like a better tip from a pitch coming in and how you have to be patient. I don't know. I could be talking mm-hmm. on my ass here. But did you find the quality of coaches and the quality of baseball minds that you were surrounded got better? Yeah. So like. With with minor league coaches, the staff is the staffs do change every year. But so I had the same manager in Staten Island that I did in Tampa at the beginning of the year, which was which was good because he's he's a really good guy and he knows his baseball. Stuff. He worked his way up through the minor leagues to play for the Yankees. So that's David Adams. But uh, yeah, so he knew the grind of the minor leagues and everything, and just kept us like I don't know locked into the game because there's it's hard to be locked in for 142 games. So yeah, you gotta be you, you gotta be ready when you can. That's so uh, 142 games plus like three to four at bats a game plus you know seven or yeah. eight fly balls or whatever the case may be, and then you it's the light at the end of the tunnel type thing is what I'm envisioning. Like you know you said you start in short A and then you go to A and then it's high A and it's double A and then it's like triple A or you jump make the jump to the MLB. But it's like you know you could rake and rake and rake and rake and hit bombs and bombs and it's just like there's no spots for you yet so it's like you know no matter how good you do you're still it seems so far away mm-hmm. and obviously i can't attest to that personally but that's just kind of how it looks from the outside looking in it's like holy shit like how how do you get there you know like what's the main thing that that gets you to the next level and so what do you think that is yeah so it's just about getting the spots because like it's crazy because our team i guess we have so many veteran guys too in the big leagues so uh yeah we need I guess it's just getting spots or like making your most of your opportunities. So like I know a couple guys that got called up this year that made like uh, good opportunities and they're still up in there like between double and triple A. So and then the big leagues. But uh, yeah, sometimes the opportunity doesn't come with the team you get drafted from. So you never know. Like because the the Yankees end up trading a lot more prospects for guys that are in the big leagues already, and uh, they get they go to the other teams and then move up a league or two right away. Like during the middle of the season, four of my guys on my team got traded for Joey Gallo when he made that trade with Texas. And uh, so they literally had to come out mid game and they got traded and they went to double A right when they got there. So they were, we were in high with us and then they went to double A with Texas. That's fucking crazy. That's crazy. How that, <laughs> that the, I don't want to say politics, but like the business of baseball, how that yeah. works mid game, you can get the tap on the shoulder. Hey, look, your flight's booked. You're going to, yeah, it's crazy. Like they they really didn't even know the coaches had their because it was trade deadline. The coaches had their phones on. It was just Twitter. Nothing was official yet. But they pulled them out, and then right after the game, they called them saying that they got traded. So it was pretty crazy. Wow. I think you have to like almost like precautionary take them out if there's a a deal in the works. But that's the coolest thing for me is now if you're a baseball fan at all, or you play fantasy baseball anything like that you've seen the trade of for joey gallo it's a big name guy he's going to the yankees now holy shit but for you to be there with, with the prospects that actually got traded is fucking yeah, crazy and that's and something i never even considered it's crazy i was i don't know if i could say this but i was mentioned <laughs> if it was like i was in 
trade rumors and stuff with the Rockies if we got Trevor Story. So, but who knows? That's just a rumor. But <laughs> I like how you say like you don't even worry about it. You just worry about yeah. your own game. Just I, go and play. That, that's one element, dudes. Me and you never got to realize was was, was pro hockey. I wish we kind of <laughs> got a taste of it because the other side of it is a business. You know, the, uh, mm-hmm. from what hockey guys tell me, you don't have a babysitter. There's no curfew. There's nothing like that. No. It's, it's you and how you want to perform, and you're gonna dictate your future. That's one thing I wish we got to experience. But for you to come on the podcast and just say I don't really worry about it because when you you know I won't lie to you, people from Nova Scotia, whenever they talk to me or dudes or anyone. And they're like, you know, why is Sanford? He's not in the Yankees yet. What's going on here? It's just because you're the guy. No one else really, mm-hmm. you're, the, you're the guy. So for you just to not worry about it and not really care and just go, now, I'm just worried about my game. I love that. Yeah. That's, 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 that's all you can do. You can't yeah. go out there and stretch because baseball, <laughs> you know, it's hard on the head. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> You used to worry about the games, though, you know, yeah. when you were younger. Yeah, because <laughs> put so much pressure now. on myself. <laughs> that's true, too, yeah. But and that's, uh, yeah. you can't do that in baseball because you're good if you get out seven out of ten times. So yeah. it's a I game like of failure is what yeah, you say. That's right? Yeah, that's what it is. And I'm so. fucking so I'm good at failing, mate, <laughs> I can tell you. Who's one of your biggest mentors right now? Uh there's so many guys like with the with our organization and everything, but uh like I look up to Nick Swisher, so he's one of our he's our outfield coach, so he, he was with the Yankees for a long time, won a World Series with him, but uh yeah, he's he just taught me so much more in the outfield because I was I never really played outfield until I got to school. And then I played a little bit here in the dry, but when I got to school it was that's it was like a big transition so look up to him just getting my fielding and stuff down and then uh yeah just all the other coaches too just uh giving us like different points that helps put like piece them together you know what i mean yeah so do you think you're mentally stronger than two years ago yeah for sure how so what tricks have you learned because i feel like i was more like immature back then about the game because i didn't really still I, i went to college and stuff but i still didn't really compete compared towards all the other guys in America because they play over 100 games here in the states. So like, mm. they that's like our hockey there. Like they play all year round. So I'm I only play like 20, 30 games with the dry, and then I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. done. <laughs> so yeah. but then there's nothing else to do. Like no. that's the thing. Unless you want to go somewhere, it's like. But then you know, there's that's a low number. It's bigger now than it's ever been with uh, you know some people going and helping kids get to the next level. But even just to get that next step from around here was almost unheard of at a certain point, but now it's starting to come more to light, right? Like, even in your situation, like, you had to work a little harder to get your opportunity, and, yeah, it was maybe a little bit unconventional, but look what happened, right? And and like you said, that's making the most of your opportunities, and it seems like grinding out the minors to try and get to the show and the MLB is just fucking taking advantage of those opportunities when they come and just keep slugging dingers till then. How many games do you say there are? Uh, So, 142. So, like, how does your body feel at game 80? Game eighty. Uh, well, this year actually it felt really good because we, I guess we had because of the year off and everything. But uh, I thought I was gonna get a little bit more tired, but no, I felt really good the whole season. So, which was good. They did. Uh, they sort of switched the league around a little bit this year. So they play, we played six days on, one off. Usually it's like you get one or two off days a month. So you you don't get one every week. So and it's good, and you get to play the same team. They did it. You play the same team six days a week. Do you like that? I mean, you get to be able to, like, if you're on the road, you go there and get be able to settle in for a little bit. True. Yeah, and then just get your routine down in their field and everything. So it's a little bit easier than just going playing three and then leaving. Yeah. When you talk about, well, at least, when I, all good, yeah? Um, when at least, like, when I talk about the New York Yankees, or I guess anyone talks about the New York Yankees, you talk creme de la creme. Like, mm-hmm. like you bring out Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, what's, like, the top it's team? What's the top team in soccer? The most known like, franchise in baseball history like but i'm t- not even talking baseball i'm talking like oh prof- you mean like, pre- what's the top sports? team in soccer jelly like, manchester man. united like 
Mayor. Doesn't matter. That's not the point. <laughs> um, creme de la creme, New York Yankees. But when we talk minor leagues, how comfortable are you like on the road? Like hotels, food, like you like medical staff. No, yeah, they all do. They all do pretty good. We uh, we got the one of the best medical staffs in professional baseball. So yeah, it's it's pretty awesome with that. And then uh, yeah, the hotels and the road and on the, like the food and everything, it's all good. Yeah. Like for our organization, some organizations I've seen that it's just like. They don't pay for anything. Like they literally have to find their own housing and everything. It's crazy. So they take care of us pretty good that way. That's awesome. Yeah. I feel like New York or wherever you. Play, sorry, you're in Tampa. Uh, yeah, I started in Tampa and then I went to Hudson Valley. So it's like, is it is it a good environment? Like when you talk about like basketball, a kid that gets drafted to the Miami Heat, apparently that's not a good environment for an 18 year old kid to start his pro career in basketball. Do you find where you are in your teams a good environment to start as a pro athlete? Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. there's yeah, there's just uh, so much like I guess they have so much help and everything, and also just like being in Tampa, being able to go to the facility and. Our facilities are really nice too, so we got everything we need. We got a brand new, uh, like lab with all la- analytical lab and everything. So really, yeah. exit velocity and uh, and all that shit. I'm just we thinking got, of Moneyball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got like analytics now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got like yeah. Everything's numbers in baseball now. It's crazy. Like I saw you were starting like a, a camp around here or something like that. Yeah, I'm oh. doing a camp up in Cape Breton no here way. in a couple you weeks. Do, yeah. You've done a few of those though. Yeah, man. I've seen that. Just yeah, a little couple hitting classes and stuff. So. So but. what's one thing you've learned from the pro game that you want to integrate to around here? Mm. Yeah, so it's just it's hard to I guess I know because I'm a baseball dummy, so I just dumb it down for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but there's it's just uh everyone swings different. Don't try to like conform everybody like the same swing. I know some guys around here try to make everybody swing the same and. Like literally, my swing is way different than a lot of other guys. Like my swing, my swing's way different than dudes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Different yeah, okay. type of ball players have different types of swings. So like, it's just all about getting comfortable and getting to the same point of contact. Like as everybody, like you can start wherever, but try to get your finish point and everything through, and uh, just finish at the end like everybody else. So yeah. Basically, like each kid would have something that you're gonna see at a camp mm-hmm. where you can work with that. Okay, that kid has really quick hands, so we're going to work with that. Oh, that kid, when he steps, he cuts over to the plate, so we have to open him up a bit. Like, just little mm-hmm. things like that. Everybody's different. Like you said, it was funny that he compared us, which is <laughs> we're not even in a comparison level. But, like, for you, like, when we went to Sports Wheels that day, I, you know, I was, was laughing, fun. but you were making contact because so you, you were doing things that you knew how to do, so then for him, that's all he does. He just goes, okay. And just tweak it, yeah. Exactly. That that looks good. Let's go with that. Just try this with that, you know? like And, oh, and yeah. it's, which is tough, right? It, it, it's a lot harder to explain in a microphone than it would be to take you out to a yeah, tee and show you exactly. Because baseball is, is kind of, you know, the analytics are there and you watch the video, but I just feel like it's less of like video looking and okay, because it's just a slower pace. Whereas hockey, you can go, look, there's what you did, there's what you did, you know? So is that what makes a good coach at a pro level that knows how to break down Patience. your own swing? Yeah, for sure, yeah. Being able to take the time to look through everything and get everything down and then, yeah, patience too. Like, What do you mean patience? With the player. Yeah, because oh. like if it doesn't get it right away, like trying to find other ways to figure out how to do it. Like, okay. So yeah. if you suck, now okay, well we got to figure out how you're not going to suck, right? That, but you have you do good things, but just overall you suck, right? <laughs> <laughs> how, how many times have you changed your batting stance or things within your 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 hitting game? Like even this year, I made like a midseason adjustment because I I wasn't I was hitting the ball for power and everything, but I was hitting everything on the ground. So I was trying to start with the hands up a little bit more and everything, and uh, just get more barrel through the zone because I was just hitting on top of the ball more. So I was hitting the ball hard, just everything on the ground, and then. Uh, sort of shorten up my approach, like my stance and everything, and uh, 
be able to get my hands there a little bit quicker. So okay. yeah, get to the ball quicker. You say you went you went higher up with your yeah, hands or you went lower? I went uh I went higher because because uh, I came down at a lower angle, yeah. Okay, I see what you mean. So now you're getting a little bit underneath it instead mm-hmm. of completely on top. Yeah, gotcha. I was just trying to paint a picture for some people that may yeah, not for sure understand. Um, I was reading the other day, stay humble, Justin, about <laughs> an article uh, about baseball and how they're trying to fix the boredom problem. Don't take this personal. I don't no. know. I didn't. I just <laughs> yeah. read it. Um, and there was three things. I was talking to you about this, wasn't I? And they were saying there was three things in the article they were talking about to try to make things more exciting. And they were saying bigger bases, mm-hmm. um, able to steal first. I didn't yeah, really I understand that. And just wait, and Fuck. and electrical umps. Yeah. So I go. I can go into that part. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just go into it. In Tampa, we had uh, they tried the they tried the electrical or the umpires like the electrical robots. umpires like a robot. Yeah, robot. So it was called the ABS, the automatic ball strike zone. But uh, so we used it for four games a week, and then we had the umpires for two or two games a week. But the zone, so the zone never changed; it just stayed the same. So if the ball just like clipped the zone at all, so like imagine like a square, and then the ball just clipping the zone at all, it would be a strike. Like so, on TV. Yeah. So you know how they have the strike zone on the TV and everything. So if the ball clips that at all, it would be a strike. So you can get a, like a curveball that like comes up and then just clips the bottom. <laughs> And then it would be called a strike. Like, a catcher, like, it would bounce pretty well if it's a good enough curveball. And then they would call it a strike. Like, but the umpires don't have anything to say. Like, they, they have a, they have an iPhone connected to them with, a, like, a little thing in their Buzz, ear. Like a yeah. So, like, it buzzes. And then sometimes it takes, like, a, like, one or two seconds to go through. But other than that, it's pretty it's pretty fast. So they, But uh, it also made their zones better for the other two games, though. So I feel like when they weren't using the ABS, it was the, the umpire zone were a lot tighter. Like it was a lot more true than when I got the high A when the zones were like they didn't use it in high A. So the zones were pretty bad. Like they were pretty all over the place. It's human. It's every human's yeah. different, right? Yeah. Human error. It's natural. As a baseball player, that's fucked. <laughs> as a baseball player, how do you feel the game is? Uh, if you look at the program, so how do you feel? Yeah. So with that, I feel like. As a hitter, it's a little bit easier because you know the zone's gonna be there every time. You can trust it. But if you're like with a human umpire, you're just like, oh, you don't know if he's gonna give that call to him or not. It depends on the day. But yeah, there's a lot more walks in low A with the ABS because pitchers sometimes get those calls that aren't actually in the strike zone. You know what I mean? So it makes it. I don't know. It speeds up the game a little bit, but it also makes it for more like walks and everything too. So, is there ever a point when you're out there and you're like, oh, this game's kind of carrying on. This could be getting quicker. Yeah, Jesus, yes. we in Tampa at the first beginning of the year. We played a couple of games that were like five hours long because because the zone and everything. Because we were lighting them, and we were also because that makes the pitchers throw more pitches for us to hit, right? Because they get down in the count or whatever. Can't nibble at the edges and yeah. stuff like you used to, right? Because okay. the, the catcher frames it with a human umpire. You know, he just goes, "Oh yeah, that looked good strike, right?" But if it's the automatic zone, it just like it tells you that strike or not. So then the the zone is the zone. That's it. There's no zone out here. The this umpire calls it up high. Yeah. This guy calls it low. You don't get low. that one mistake call or something. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So it's more pitches to hit, but that's what people want. They want more walks. They want more people on base. Because let's be honest, home run hitters. There's I feel like there's more home runs in the MLB now than there yeah. fucking ever has been. For sure. Really. Right? For sure. And yeah. that's not to say the pitching's worse. The it's the pitching is really good. That most guys throw high nineties these days. If if yeah. you don't you normally don't play and guys are hitting more bombs but that's what people want to see but what people aren't realizing on the outside looking in that don't watch baseball or don't know is that the more base runners and the more runs you score the longer the games mm-hmm. but that's the exciting part i, I know but that's kind of like that double-edged sword type thing because that's people want faster games 
but they want more action, but more action means longer games. I see what so yeah, they're like, trying to add all this other stuff in, and then it's just making everything longer in the long run. Because <laughs> like they the, they yeah. had like the pitch clock and everything. They used to do that last year. It was twenty seconds, or there would be like an automatic ball between pitches. You mean? Yeah, between pitches. So, so. Like the pitcher had twenty yeah, seconds. I, know, I see. And yeah. what was the other part? The other part, and you got to think now all the challenges and all that shit, right? Yeah, There's sometimes two, a lot three, of reviews four, five and everything. <laughs> How do you find? And you that can only out? do like they did change it where you can only have so many mound visits too, and everything this year. So yeah, that speeds it up a little bit. But uh, and also that you can the three pitcher or three batter minimum too out of the bullpen. So that that speeds up a little bit because before you could just guy could throw literally for one guy and then come out and then have another guy come back and warm up. Warm I was up wondering everything. why you don't see guys come in and throw like one pitch. Now. Yeah, it's got to be three batters minimum now. That's really crazy. Yeah. Yeah, because know how long do pitching changes take? A long time. Yeah. That's a lot of commercial. That's a lot yeah. of commercial breaks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Um, what's one thing that you're working on right now? Yeah, so just being able to it's pitch recognition because everyone's throwing so hard these days. Like nobody throws under 95 in in the minors. Like I saw my second last week, I was there. A guy from the Mets, he threw 103, and I was just <laughs> like, <laughs> around here, you probably was 85, maybe. That's oh, hard. Yeah. That's hard for around <laughs> yeah, here, though. Big time. But uh, yeah, so 103 was was fun to try to catch up to. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it's just trying to read the ball, the hand, pick up spin, and everything. So we do a lot of drills with that. What so, do you mean, like your eye ex- eye exercises, like? Yeah, so we do like even do like batting practice and stuff. We do a bunch of drills. Like we do painted baseball. So you you have to just, when they throw, you got to pick it up and see what color it is. And he says like, oh, only hit the blue ones or whatever. Only hit the red ones. So Fuck. sometimes they throw regular baseball. Sometimes they throw different other color like other color balls. So you got to pick them up because it would be acting like sort of like a breaking ball or something. So. Yeah. yeah, so. Would they tell you what's coming, or they just tell you here's two? Balls? No, they have it in their glove, so you don't know what's coming. And then you just gotta you just gotta try to pick it up. So either swing hit. or don't swing. Or yeah, swing or don't really? swing. Yeah, that's a cool little exercise. Uh-huh. And then we have like these other ones where it's like occlusion goggles. Like they so where the pitcher throws it, the goggles blank out. So you gotta pick it up like halfway to the plate and then swing if you think it's gonna be a ball or strike. So you can't see the ball when you swing. Sorry. I- so in a what a, a cl- occlusion? So, so what is that? It's a, so it's it's like, like they make it like it's like regular goggles, but it, there's like a film in there that closes up, and so you can't see anything. It just blocks. <laughs> so do it you up. wear them as the hitter? Yeah. Okay. That's good. That's and cool. You, and what do you? Yeah. You know so you there's like the a little laser where the where the guy's throwing BP, mm-hmm. and whenever he steps on it, the goggles go block go dark. So he steps on it like halfway through, and so you try to pick up the ball early as you can to see if it's a ball or a strike, oh. and you just swing. Okay, so let me try and and slow this down for. So he, you have the goggles on as the hitter. Yeah. He is on that pad, mm-hmm. so that when he does his throw motion, that's what the release point of the ball. Yeah. That's where you're obviously trying to pick the spin up out of the pitcher's hand. So yeah. then your thing goes dark. Bl- you go blind. Yeah. So now you're trying to just pick up. Okay, that's a that looks like a fucking curveball out of his hand. Mm-hmm. So he's a righty. It's coming down on my back foot. That's where you're trying to swing. So that's the idea. Is, that's terrifying. Jesus yeah. Christ! If you can, and if, I, I guess that would help. If you can hit, it's like dodgeball. If you can dodge a wrench, you can you dodge, dodge a ball. Yeah. If you can hit a baseball blind. Wow. Folded. Sorry. Yeah. And that's, then you can hit it. You know, because that's the idea, right? You want to pick it up here or wherever they throw yeah, it. So. What else are they gonna think of? That's cool yeah. though. Well, yeah. That's you know exercises yeah. that help you. And then we have all this other stuff that we do, have, like the like K vest and stuff. So it's like little points on your body that it tracks your whole swing and how your body moves and everything. So it's all. All in the lab. It's crazy. <laughs> wow. 
uh, how was it playing in Staten Island, man? There were some cool pictures of you back there in the outfield. You got yeah, the, 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 the field was, was really awesome. But uh, it was in sort of like a, a different kind of area, so there, we didn't get many much of a crowd. So, But uh, it was still awesome, and it was literally hop on the ferries right next door to it, and we, uh, we just get to go to Manhattan after the games or whatever. But, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, and they filmed a movie there during our game one time. <laughs> it was during a game. Yeah, it was that was live. Did you have to sign anything? No, <laughs> but I did get a hit in the movie. So. Did you? You're yeah. in the movie. I'm in the movie. I'm in the scene. <laughs> That's sick. When, yeah, wow. when, in the King of Staten Island. So small plug for himself. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't give you any money. No. I asked my agent about that. I said, "What happens there?" He's like, "Oh, it just goes to the MLB pool <laughs> uh, to the Players Association." Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty sick, though. Yeah. Uh, what's the biggest crowd you've played in front of? How many people do you think? Uh, we played in Brooklyn. Last year, and it's right on Coney Island too, so it's packed. And we played against Robinson Cano. He was <laughs> rehabbing, so we had like eighteen thousand people. Yeah, <laughs> how sick was that? It was pretty sick. Did, did you get? get the, did you hit a bomb? Uh, I hit a, bo- a triple off the wall because that field is the wind blows straight in off the ocean there, and it's oh, yeah. uh, it's four twelve to center. Blame it on the fucking wind. He had no problem. We ain't, we ain't playing. At, we ain't playing Beasley at three forty-five. <laughs> hey, I can't hit it out there, so relax. Yeah, you should have been used to that from that home run derby in Victoria. The longest drive, you mean? Yeah, yeah. I was like, anyone who hit the water won, pretty much. <laughs> That's sick. Did you hear about that? No. That story? Oh, yeah. Well, they and we went to nationals. How old were you then? Uh, probably 17, 17 16, or 18. 17, yeah. yeah so he was know. just the young pup on the team, right? But they we put him in the home run derby, obviously, and. They had it down on the wharf in Victoria, so obviously the wharf means the water. And it, they were just trying to do something different, which I respect. And it was cool. Like, and they had like the beer tent down there and stuff because it's senior men's. And they just what they did was they just threw to you, and then you tried to hit them out into the water off the off the wharf. And they had people out in kayaks and stuff, but it was just so fucking windy that day. Like it was like <laughs> Yo, really? mile an hour. Like he was at people, it was just blown not straight just in. him, but other guys too were just like crushing baseballs and they were just like going like 120 feet it's like <laughs> oh my god he won it but no, he did, yeah. did you yeah. Yeah. Boy, did they tell you what your farthest one was no you did you have throwing harden huh did you have boy harden throwing? boy harden <laughs> that's hilarious that's unreal yeah did, did you get to when uh did you talk to cano at all when he was playing? yeah he did yeah it was pretty cool oh, i got a picture with him and everything so but uh yeah it was just it's pretty awesome and then uh I messaged him in the off season last year. We talk all the time, so yeah. Wow. And then I, it's awesome too. I get to talk to like a bunch of guys. Like Larry Walker, he reached out to me when I got drafted, and Maybe then legend. Yeah, he just got inducted into the Hall of Fame, and then uh, yeah, I talk to him all the time and everything too. So it's pretty awesome. Man, the baseball just people minds, you get to meet. Yeah, the baseball minds you're surrounded by. Like the the amount of knowledge you must be gathering right now. So Yankees. I feel like that the, he, he, the Canadian guys, and especially like when a Canadian guy gets drafted, I feel like that's just like the thing they do. They reach out, hey man, welcome to the pro baseball. Like if you ever need anything, because it's you know it's still a tight knit community, even if you're not playing in the pros. Like think about just around here, the baseball guys and stuff like that. But I've heard a couple stories like that where the Canadian guys will retrade out and just kind of make you feel at home, right? It's yeah. the same in any sport is what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. I remember when I got caught when I played tryouts for the Mooseheads were playing against Moncton. Andrew Roski was taking a face off and he goes dressed and just just win it because he's already on the team. You know what I mean? Like Nova Scotia guys, look, Canadian guys just look out for each other. Yeah, it's like, it. what can I do? It's, it's the same thing. For sure. This you guy's from I mean? back home. Eh? Yeah, he's from back home. <laughs> well, I love that, man. That's great. Yeah. So what's the plan for the uh, for the next couple of months for you right now? Yeah, so I'm here probably till the end of the month here and then go down to the complex there in Tampa for probably about three weeks and then uh, have Thanksgiving down there and then come back here for the holidays and then probably go back down 
and get ready for spring training. Man, living a life of a, of a professional baseball player. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Yeah. You like it? It's fun, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's the best part about it? I mean. Just hard-hitting questions. Just getting, <laughs> just getting to go to the field every day. It's it's yeah. fun. Like, not have to, I guess, I don't know. I don't think I'd be able to work behind a desk all day. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, just going to the field all day, every day. With your basically your brothers because you're there for six or seven months with them, living with them, eating with them, just being at the field. Like you go to the field at noon for a seven thirty game, and then you're there till midnight. So basically you're there all day, and then uh, you get home, go to sleep, and you wake up and go to the field again. So and you love it. Yeah, there's nothing else you'd rather be doing. Nope. <laughs> I'm glad you went there because I w- I'm gonna leapfrog that. I want to know what it's like, like on a regular season day. What's like a day in your life consist of? You know. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, go probably show show up to the field around twelve, twelve thirty. Get there. Uh, go do your warm ups and everything with our strength coach. Get probably get a lift in. Cause we lift three to four times a week too, and then uh, we'd go in and do ca- or like early cage work. So we have like three or four cages there, and we just go do like our like routine sort of thing so like just to get warmed up hitting wise and everything and then you go we would do probably about an hour hour of fielding throwing and base running and then we'd get ready for on-field bp so we take batting practice out on the field and then uh we'd like shag fly balls and everything and then go back in eat and get ready for the game what are you eating we get different meals every day so they try to switch it up a lot because we have a lot of Latin guys too, so they don't eat some of the stuff that's there. So we we eat a lot of random stuff now, like a lot of plantains, beans, and everything. But uh, Fuck yeah, like chicken and rice a lot, like salmon, burritos, whatever. Like I love it. Yeah. Does that rate up in the clubhouse there? Like you yeah, just eat up there and stuff too. They have like the the, the cans that are like the the tin foil yeah. buffet. Well, not this year because of COVID and everything, but they like prepackaged everything. But uh, they had uh, so they we have a caterer that they bring in. You guys got a food guy. Yeah, and then like, we need a food guy here, <laughs> <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> get on it. <laughs> but yeah, they, so like we get different stuff every day. We get like pizza on Sundays or whatever, and then we get like Chipotle or Chick Fil A or something like that. But do they cool. ever ask you guys, like, oh, what are you guys feeling like having today, or is it just kind of like set in stone, this is what they decide? Uh, I, It depends. Uh, when we're on the road, they do that yeah. that more often. But uh, And then when we have some of the bigger guys, like, sign bigger contracts, that they buy meals too. So they might buy, like, whatever, once a week or something, they'll buy whatever the boys want or something. So Is there a dress code for you guys, or you just show up whatever? There actually there used to be, and then – they changed the rules a little bit, and then now this year we didn't have, like, we used to have to go collared shirt and uh, dress pants and everything, but now we just have to show up. We can show up in whatever. So people show up, all the Latins show up with all the flow and everything on there. So all the chains and all the oh yeah, all the Gucci and everything. <laughs> Anybody show up in Crocs? Some of them do. No, that was supposed to be a joke. A, a lot of pitchers. Stop. A lot of the pitchers. Pitchers can do their thing. They got all their yeah. camo on. And... <laughs> That's amazing. I, yeah. I bought a pair of Crocs today. No word of a lie. Uh, <laughs> Sarah asked me to take the green bin out today, and I had to put my my shoes on. I'm like, I got to get something to slip yeah. on in the winter. I yeah. am actually some of them were their... so rattled that I asked now. Some of them wear their Crocs in the shower for shower shoes. That makes sense. Like that. Yeah. That makes sense. You know, about what you're showing and yeah. taking the garbage. That kind of makes sense. I'm I'm pretty against. Crocs, you need but... something to take to take the garbage out. You got to slip something on. Flip flops, man. Yeah, I use my flip-flops now for showering at hockey. You got so two pairs. Well, yeah, you got to have your shower shoes. And it's like a car, right? You, don't, you, don't, you have winter tires and you have summer tires, right? You got to have 
I guess yeah. there, there's your winter tires with the Crocs. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> fuck Crocs. Unless you that's guys want to sponsor dudes. us, that's cool. Yeah, unless they want to sponsor us. Tag a minute after. I wanted to, uh, oh, you said, I'm going to backtrack, not very far, but yeah. um, in your guys' first swing, like you say you go through your routine, is that just like lighter swings? Is it just, are you going over? Like what? What? what's the difference between that and regular BP? Yeah, so that's the so we with our organization, you know how a lot of guys use T's and everything. Yeah, they just cancel that out. We don't use a T at all. So yeah, <laughs> we don't like. I guess our, it's our philosophy. We don't use T's. So like a T ball is what. You yeah, use like day. most guys would use a T to warm up and everything, but we do everything like soft toss. So it'll be like our coach would be standing in front of us or beside us. Yeah, it's like underhand the ball to us. Just do like our drills and everything. So I do like a one hand and bottom hand drill to warm up, and then. Use like heavy bats or fungos or whatever. What's a fungo? It's like a coach. It's like a coach's like ground ball bat. So it's like not like a. It's like a skinny bat. It's like the one over there leaning. It's long and skinny. It's corked a little. It's corked a little bit because it's meant for just like coaches. You know when you do they do infield outfield where they warm up before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Touches. That's what they use. It's just like a easier swinging bat that. It's like light. Yeah, it gets more. It's it's a weird ass thing. Yeah, it's hard to yeah explain. You can't use it in a game or anything like that. I'll show you one day when we're at the field. Are are you happy when someone gets caught using like the tar? Are you happy or are you just like, eh? Eh, it doesn't matter. I feel like all all these new guys like or they're checking all the time now. I'd be like, if you if you can control it more with that, if you're you're not gonna hit me with a hundred, you can use it. I don't care. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Because I don't like I don't want to be. Like up there with somebody not using it now and then throwing a hundred still not knowing where it's going to go going, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like if it's, I mean, if you're using it and it's working for like accuracy, yeah. But like to create more spin and stuff, no. I, I wouldn't like that. Yeah. What was the thing that Garrett Cole just got caught using? It wasn't it, but. Probably just a variation of something. Well, they took it away from him and now he's throwing lesser and they've already oh, paid him. spider tack. That's what it was. Yeah. What yeah. is that? They but, use that so, in fast pitch, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's crazy. So we actually, we actually found some in the clubhouse from before and like that stuff is the stickiest stuff in the world. Like you, I wash my hands 10 times and it won't come off. Really? So you have to, like they, I guess they had to use like the smallest amount of it. It's just, I don't even know. They use it for, I don't even know what they use spider tack for. It's like, yeah, uh, yeah look it up, dude. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Calls the shots. Yeah, Sp- look it up, bitch. Spider, <laughs> spider tack. Yeah, like, it I could even... be like to catch spiders. Yeah, I don't think. Put it in like a spider nest. It says, "What is spider tack and why is MLB cracking down?" Oh, <laughs> super strong. Yeah, it's like Wedding. super strong. I think they might even use it for like I don't even know, like plumbing, like some like, like really? yeah, it's like super strong. Here's what it says here. It says it's a sticky, almost wax-like substance, w- which was originally created by a professional powerlifter to enhance his grip when weightlifting. This product has recently found its way into major league clubhouses and has been mixed and cut down with other substances to provide a better grip and increase pitchers' ability to amplify their spin rates on various pitches. Interesting. Yeah, so I guess they would Pretty use tough. that instead of chalk. When oh, look at the... Can I so, see? Yeah, look at... So, I don't know. I don't even know if, uh, if I'm allowed to tell people this about the fast pitch world. But anyways, that, like, you ever notice, if you've ever seen a game, the pitchers, they grab like a little... It's like a little pad in their back pocket. It's got, yeah, I've I don't know that. if it's spider tack yeah, necessarily. That's, that's what the spider tack looks like. And sometimes, <laughs> like, you'll pick the ball up to throw it, and it's like you so throw the sticky. ball and warm up, and it's normal. And then you grab this ball and you, and you just hike it four feet in front of you because it's sticky wow. as shit. Yeah. But I like what you said about if you're not going to hit me with 103 to the head because of this, then awesome by all means. Because yeah. is there any guys like, did you? Yeah. I'm sure you have that you just step up into the box and you're like, Fuck. Yeah, he doesn't know where it's going. Yeah, like (laughs) the safest spot to be would be like on the plate kind of thing. I feel like maybe not in pro, but when you get up in the hundreds, Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't really have 
you can't control 100% of that pitch, I don't think. No. Maybe that's why guys like Chapman and stuff are so crazy is because they can control mm-hmm. it. But a 100-mile-an-hour pitch can get away from you pretty quick, and you don't have that much time to get out of the way. <laughs> no. Yeah. You don't have much time to react. Yeah, that's for sure. But the pitcher, pitchers don't also use – they use other stuff too than just the spider tack. They've been using, like, sunscreen and rosin because so, the sunscreen's sticky. Is and, it? Yeah. Oh, fine. Like, spray sunscreen. Science, man. Little science experiments going on. It's crazy, and they hide it everywhere. Like guys were using <laughs> that spider tack in their hair and everything. Like, like gel. Yeah, like gel, basically. That's genius, man. <laughs> They're coming up with it. I'd Dudes would have it in his beard. It's already in there. <laughs> already How do you think there. I got the beard on? How do you think he's typing so quick? He's grippy. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. That's what, crazy. What What position are you most comfortable in when it comes to the sport of baseball? Other uh, than at bat. Well, I'm, I'm an outfielder. Like I'm an outfielder now. So I play. I played all three this year, yeah. left, right, and center, and then. Uh, like before, I was always playing. I was a corner and field. Like I played first a lot and everything, but I haven't touched it since I uh, went from to Western Kentucky. Do you use sunglasses that go down all the way to here? No. <laughs> Festival shades. Yeah, the old uh, what are they called? Uh, Oakley. Is he good? Just make sure you're talking a little closer. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're good. You're good. Yeah, you're I. You're good. Yeah, the I do wear Oakleys, but uh, no, what are those other ones called? The riffraff glasses. I forget. Yeah, riffraff, but uh, they're Oakleys. Sport Wheels are selling them. Yeah, I forget what they're called. But I, I was told that guys are using them now because when they see the ball coming closer, well, dudes, you told me this. What did you say? Depth perception. Depth. So sometimes there's that the, the bottom of the shade kind of like doesn't line up. Like if it doesn't go down to your cheek when you look down as an infielder, anyways, mm-hmm. and you look, it kind of like splits the ball in two, yeah. and it fucks you up when you're looking, right? As an outfielder, I guess you, it's a little bit different. Yeah, you look- do you do have to look down, but it's less yeah. often, right? Mm-hmm. What's the rule of thumb when the ball's coming up and all three of you guys could get it? If the center fielder, are you in charge? You get to call everyone off. Yeah. So center fielder's in charge of the whole field, and then if it's in the infield, it'd be the shortstop, and then if between the corners of the infield, it'd be the catcher. So yeah. Those are the captains, baby. Mm-hmm. Just because they have uh, the middle of the field tends to be where the cat, like the guys that run it, are right for some reason. Like yeah. Do you have any like tricks on the back pocket where you talk to your right fielder and left fielder if you're playing center? It's like, all right, boys, if this isn't the scenario, I'm gonna catch the ball. If this is the scenario, you catch the ball. Uh, sometimes it depends where our positioning is because everything's shifted these days. So we have like we have to pull it our we have a shift card in our back pocket oh, for like oh, okay. Yeah, or your hat. Yeah, you pull it out and see where where you're going to be shifted for every batter. So they switch it every game too. Like, or not every game, but like when we have uh, – we got – say where you have a different guy in the game, so you just have to like have all the guys on their team like ready to be shifted. And like everyone shifted against me this year, but I don't know why. Like, I mean, Did I can still – to the right field? Yeah. To pull, okay. But I also hit three – like I also hit like eight or nine balls oppo for home runs. So it's just like <laughs> – well, where yeah, but where's where's the majority of them? I, it, that's got to be why they shift. Is like even if it's fifty five percent and forty five percent, they're gonna go that way, right? Mm-hmm. But so, then nobody plays third anymore. Like I got just a shortstop, and then there's three guys on the right side of the infield. Lay down a chisel. I know. Quick one of those. <laughs> a little double. Nah, that's not how you make it, right? <laughs> Is that a good feeling though? When people are lining up and they're making adjustments, knowing that you're at bat, I mean that that's a good yeah. feeling, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at the same time, he's probably thinking, "Fuck, man, if that, now that's know. my power field, and they got every guy the ball over there, the, hit the ball up the middle. There's always a guy there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> when normal." up the middle is, is a base hit no matter what. Yeah, we well, better get used to it, man. If you're going to be a good hitter, you, you no, can't. No, for sure. Gotta, it's very true. For sure, yeah. You got to go. Wise words from Belly, man. Well, I don't <laughs> I know. I just, that 12 times. I don't know. Hey, I saw the video. What That's video? Oh, <laughs> man, I left there. People approaching me, asking me to Uh-oh. play on their team. 
I might have to get my coaches to ask you. <laughs> we got to get down there, that man. That would be fucking hilarious. I'd love to come down and watch you play. Yeah. It would be so much fun. Cold yeah, come do the man. spring training tour. We can't even go to New Brunswick right now. <laughs> yeah. can't get, no, way we're going, no way we're getting to Tampa. <laughs> no, it's actually easier to fly internationally yeah, than it, it is to New Brunswick. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. They don't care about COVID down there. Not really down there. Well, it's not as big of a deal down there. Yeah, no. <laughs> Everything. <sighs> well, Florida is pretty well wide open. But, uh, wide open. yeah, I was in Chicago here a couple weeks ago, and Chicago's more like here, like like the mass mandate and everything. But, yeah. yeah. More conservative. Um, <laughs> this could be a dumb question. I'm hoping it's not. I've never hit a home run in a real meaningful game. Explain the feeling. How does it feel when you're running the bases? Uh. You don't even like feel anything. You're just <laughs> you're just running around the bases and you're like waiting. Like I guess like I hit a walk off home run in Staten Island. Like it was like Earth. Stay humble. <laughs> I read an article today, but all right, keep going. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was probably one of the best ones I hit so far in pro ball. But uh, yeah, it's just just getting there and you seeing all the guys there just waiting for you. It's pretty sick. <laughs> That's so, one of the big things in ball right now is home runs. There's tons of celebrations for it. You yeah, it's just everybody has – every team has their own celebrations. Like the Padres have, like, a big chain you wear. Like the Red Sox have that uh, – the shopping cart that you drive down in the in the bullpen – or in the dugout with and everything. So Jay's got the jacket. Yeah, the Jay's got the jacket. That is cool. I'm glad you said that. We were actually yeah. debating this before you got here. Who was your uh, team growing up? Uh, I don't know if I can say this on here. And <laughs> <laughs> what we'll do on the uh, when we post edit is we'll just when he goes to the answer we'll just go boop, so nobody actually knows, but we get to hear it. <laughs> no, I was a Red Sox fan growing up. Oh my god! Big Poppy was my favorite player growing up. So, really? Yeah. That's fair. Do you ever get to meet him? Uh, never got to meet him. No, but I got to see him a bunch, a bunch of times. Yeah. But yeah. For the most part, around here, man, it's either Red Sox, Jays, or Yankees, because that's like the mainstream teams. Yeah, because they're so that's like they're closer to us too. Like yeah. that's like our closest team to us too. So. But now he's a Yankees fan. So. Have you ever been to Fenway? Yeah, yeah, I got to see him. I got to go to Fenway a couple of years ago, so it was pretty awesome. I was it was actually one, it was one of his last games. So nice. Yeah. Um, what's the? Uh, I'm assuming. Have you been to Yankee Stadium? Yeah. Have you like in the dressing room and? Uh, yeah. What's it's, wh- it's pretty awesome. Just like the history that's gone on in the building, like, even though it's like new Yankee Stadium, like. There's still so much history that's been in there, so but it's just being a part of the organization is just it's awesome. Like you know, you can't even realize how much history is with that with the organization. Unless so. you're there. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta try to explain it. Like tell me, like are oh, you got a question? No, I just want to clarify that it's not called a dressing room, it's a club host. Oh sorry, my bad, sorry, club host. <laughs> Hockey guy. You gotta try to I mean like only thing I know about the Yankees is they wear pinstripes. Derek Jeter got a caught a foul ball over the over the seats and broke his nose. <laughs> And he threw a he threw a home, he threw a he threw a ball to home plate through the shortstop. So <laughs> how many World Series they got? All, I don't even know that. Uh, Twenty seven. All you showed me is that you know actually nothing. <laughs> he, wa- he watched a couple of clips on Sports Center <laughs> this morning. <laughs> he went on YouTube. He's like baseball. Enter. There we go. This Derek G. Yeah. yeah. Come on. You, you got to give me something about Yankee Stadium. What, like the history of it. Even though I know you're not in the old one, you're, it's the new one. Yeah. So, so just walking through the clubhouse, seeing all the pictures of like all the past players and everything, like. Mickey Mantle, like everybody, like like it's just awesome. Then even like in spring training last year, uh, Reggie Jackson came back and he was one of our coaches in spring training. So that's a lot of history right there too. So, uh, but yeah, we just get to see and meet all these players and everything, and it's just awesome. They tell you your experiences and what's gonna happen and everything, and uh, yeah. So this, but like the stadium itself is, it's just I don't even know how to explain it. A modern day cathedral. Yeah, <laughs> pretty well. He Googled I think that. he took that quote <laughs> off Google, yeah. Yeah, good call, Sandman. <laughs> that, I think there was an article on there the other day. Yeah, it's cathedral. It's a hell of a word. So when you look up, it's just he just keeps going. Yeah. Man. yeah. 
when I went I went to go see a couple games there too. It's pretty awesome. The crowd. It's a tough crowd to play in front of if you're not playing good though. They'll boo you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you get to go for free, or do you have to pay for your tickets like a pigeon? <laughs> no, nah, we get to go for free. Oh come on! Wow. <laughs> yeah, obviously. You guys can like... too if you come down. No, oh, well, that changes everything. Now I'm on board. <laughs> Unreal. We got to come in the clubhouse too, though. You got to. We'll, t- we'll be your. We'll, secu- we we'll be your security guard. Yeah. I don't know. Dude's gonna protect me very much, but <laughs> no, <laughs> he'll, he'll steal a bat. And just... But I'm good with weapons. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to watch me. I'll be walking. Around. <laughs> okay, who's that guy? Looks like he's trying to steal stuff. <laughs> that's <laughs> sick, man. Well, name that's. I don't know. I, I I don't know if this is a fair question. I hope it is. But how how far do you think you are from being uh, in the MLB? What's your prediction? Uh, probably. Well, if I have a strong year next year, hopefully by the end of the, the next year after that. So with the Yankees or with somebody else, who knows? Like, yeah, well, you, yeah. you just never know. <laughs> there's a couple people that commented like, "I hope he gets traded," and then this might happen because he might get because mm-hmm. there's because the Yankees were so stacked, right? So it's just like. Fuck That's yeah. what we do. We get so many prospects, and then they trade us away, and then we go play big leagues for the other team. Because, like, there's so many guys that got traded from us this year that are in the big leagues already. Yeah. Like, there's, like, four or five pitchers I played with this year, and uh, a couple position players that made their debuts and everything that were with us at the beginning of the year, and then they got traded, and then they're in the big leagues now. Well, it feels like, from what everything you're saying, you can't ask for a better development process no, anywhere sure. else in professional baseball. Definitely the best development, yeah. Best and like coaches, it, best like technology, everything. And if, yeah, I think with you say that you guys that the Yankees are stacked, which they are, but they're still producing, you know, at the minor league level, and the prospects are still coming through. And it's kind of like who's the the NHL team that was no, Detroit was super known for like letting their players kind of blossom in the minors, and then they bring them up. They, they have nothing but the best. The Yankees, the proof is in the numbers, man. Like they're still. I don't know, probably the best at developing everybody. Like, the prospects, even if you trade the prospect, you developed that prospect, now you trade him to Tampa, and he starts there, what does that say about where he was developed? Yeah. You know, that's like, there's, like, little things like that. It's like, and there's so many fucking players. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, our organization, I think we have, like, 250 or 275 or something like that. On payroll? Yeah. It must be a good feeling knowing that you're 23rd right now on the mm-hmm. depth chart. That's a good yeah. feeling. Yeah, because I was, what was I, at 30 the year before COVID and everything, so. So how do they determine how far you go up, just, like, your numbers? Yeah, probably numbers, and then just, like, based on, like, spring training and everything, and just how you, like, evolve, I guess. Yeah. yeah. How much of a how much of a part of it is making relationships with the organization? Like, we, whenever we talk to pro guys, it's like, yeah, he's a great hockey player, but he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. And that good no, guy I, aspect, how much of that? For sure, think? yeah, that's what they definitely look for, too. Like, that was part of the draft process, too. Like, they were looking, so they came in and talked to me and everything. They try to get, like see how you are as a person, not just as a baseball player. So they want to be able to be there for you and you be there for them, right? So, like, they want you to have that relationship. So, yeah. Spending every day there. Yeah, know? you're there for seven months straight, eight months straight, and then, yeah. Did if they <laughs> ask you – go ahead. No, you go. I was just going to say, did they ask you, like, what your parents do and, like, all that shit Yeah, too, so or? they want to get, like, in-depth, like, information, like, right. like, about yourself and your family and everything. So, like, show that they care. When you had interviews with other teams, did they ask those questions about families too? Or was it just uh, the Yankees? It was – some of the other teams did that were like closer up with me, but then some of the other teams didn't. So like there was probably about four or five teams that did. So like closer teams I was gonna be getting drafted to, like the Rockies, uh uh the Padres and stuff like that. But uh yeah, the other teams might basically just put me through like a basic test sort of thing. Yeah. I was just thinking about it, like when you're playing any other sport, you how many hours did you say you're at the field every day? Like, probably like twelve like, minimum. Hockey, what are you two, three max? Show and goes. I think maybe they would be a tad offended by that hours. Like, there's think about it. We'd show up two hours before the game. We never did post workouts and all that shit. Like, 
those guys are putting in probably at least five or six, but not twelve. But I'm just yeah, okay, right. That's your but point, he, I think. But how? But how many for practice? Do you even? Yeah, pra- so that's our practice. Like, basically, that's all this pregame stuff's our practice. So we don't have. So you don't have practice, practice days. No. It's so just... like our Mondays, we have completely off. So we go golfing or whatever. But, but I, I just think about personalities for twelve hours being around. There's some guys I know for the hockey guys I've played with. I couldn't be around for twelve hours. Yeah, I, it's, I, it's, it's, it's sometimes it's a little crazy, and then. The Latin's always got the Latin music going, so it's always Spanish music in the locker room. It's like it gets stuck in your head a little bit, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's they're a good group of guys though. So they're it's just like guys, yeah, yes. it's they're easy to get along with, yeah. and then so it's just the language barrier is a little bit there. But have you have you picked up any? Nah, just the swear words. <laughs> <laughs> of course, he's like a kid in French class yeah. in grade five. I notice you have a little bit of a twang now. You don't sound like you're from Cold Harbor anymore. Yeah, a little is... bit because I've been everywhere. Yeah, Nebraska, Kentucky, Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> Those two of the places right there, you get twang. Yeah, I've been everywhere, man. But yeah, no, for sure. Definitely Where's the favorite place like you've you've traveled to that you thought, wow, what a great baseball culture here? Yeah, I like Tampa a lot. Yeah, Tampa, yeah. but yeah. on the road though. Oh, on the road, uh, it's probably we played in. Uh, like North Carolina this year, oh, yeah. pretty, we played in Greensboro. And it was pretty awesome there. Like they had like really good crowd, very good like community and everything. So, but yeah, it was it's pretty awesome going on that area. Like we were supposed to like our old team used to be, our so Tampa used to be High A. We never used to have Hudson Valley. That used to be like a raise organization. So our Low A team was supposed to be Charleston, South Carolina. But so I wanted to play there, but that's when the COVID happened and everything. Yeah, so. Yeah. But yeah, I heard that was one of the best places in the U.S. to go. That's sick. Yeah. I, Bill Murray actually owns a. Yeah, he owns that team. Does he? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's sick. Yeah. So you do know something about baseball. Well, I like Bill Murray. So I he know saw it on he... Instagram. <laughs> Social media, man. <laughs> uh, are the fields uh, better than Beasley? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think they're more like Conrad. That was just a that was just a filler <laughs> question, but then I forgot my actual question. So there you go. No, but yeah, the fields are pretty awesome down there. So. Like when I played in Tampa, it didn't rain one time in May at all. But uh, in June, it rained every single day. But the field was playable twenty minutes after. Like it, it so would dry. downpour. Like it would just no, the just like the drainage and everything that they had. It was just crazy. Pro. Yeah. She ain't like mainland, buddy. No. Nope. I remember when we <laughs> no were no fog at, either. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> when we were at mainland doing the tournament. No, I was at. Not mainland. No, yeah, mainland. The yeah, one by were, Halifax yeah. West. Like there was people complaining. Oh, the city they they promised us this and we didn't get this. And <laughs> everyone was just talking about drainage. And I'm like, don't you want stands? Or like, don't you want something else? Like, no, we want a drainage system. That's what all everyone was That's saying. That's because it rains so much up there that the field just holds it. There's no the water doesn't go anywhere. It just stays at second base. And just like, That's so funny. Yeah. And you get fogged out, like you said, which is crazy. But what was the? Uh, I, like, okay. No, you no, go. Actually, you go I, I just had a question about the. Cl- Do you guys have to be clean shaved in the minors? Yeah, every day. Every day. Yeah. So are you sponsored by Gillette or anything? Like, do they? <laughs> provide yeah they give us all that stuff but uh yeah we got to shave every day and we have to keep like haircuts clean and everything so like you're, you can't have long hair yeah fuck that noise yeah like, I'm, just, like, I'm trying to imp- implement that rule here <laughs> <laughs> you just lost an employee yeah, yeah big time i'm out i'm keeping the mustache i don't care do any of the boys ever like i guess you don't even complain it's just like it is what it is no, so yeah. what one thing you can keep a mustache though with the oh end. you can yeah oh, you I'll can have a mustache that. that's it so some of the guys are building like big mustaches for the season but yeah, I like, awesome. I like that. I like that. Okay, I'll tell your coach I'm, I'll consider it now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll give Homeck another shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just to, just drilling holes. So what was the craziest stadium? Like, is there – because I play a lot of MLB The Show, right? So it's um, – you see a lot of, like, the crazy stadiums, and there's, like, ones with, like, a, like theme parks and shit in the back. Is, yeah, the one in Brooklyn. The, the one in Brooklyn has a roller coaster and everything. It's right on Coney Island, so that's where they did the hot dog eating contest. Oh, yeah. Every year. Yeah, was yeah, Phil yeah. Kessel there? 
No. <laughs> um, he should be. <laughs> sorry to, to do that to you, Cass, but... Um, yeah, did you find that shit distracting? Or, like, do you catch yourself, like, every now and then, you're kind of like... Uh, sometimes. Nah, yeah. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> but one day, we did play there, and uh, it was a Saturday night, and it was... Uh, they had fireworks go off mid-game. Like, literally, we were just hitting, and there was fireworks going off, and then we were like, what's going on? They baseball do, like, players hate that shit. Yeah, like, whenever there's noises and stuff, it's just like golfers. Like, yeah, you, true. you need to be quiet, but uh, now there's fireworks mid-game, so. And then after the game, they had somebody get shot out of a cannon, so you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> they do all these little promos and stuff in minor league games. The Amer- shit you I never America. thought you'd see. Like, we got, okay? you got beer bats and everything, people carrying those I throughout. did see those. Yeah, we had those at our – my mom and dad came down a couple weeks ago, and uh, – they got them, some like they're full size bats full of beer. Probably like a dollar fifty. <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah, it's pretty cheap down there. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I went to Wrigley last week and it was twenty five bucks for two beers. I was like, what? <laughs> You're Wrigley last week? You yeah. Said that so casually. Throw it on the Yankees tab. <laughs> yeah, I'll be back. <laughs> that's sick. Yeah, that is. Um, sick. coming up on an hour here, so I want to I want you to give a little bit of advice to uh, to anyone that's listening that wants to follow in your footsteps. Yeah, for sure. So just don't like. Take every, like, I don't even know. Like, for me, when I went to, like, Nebraska, take every opportunity that you can. Like, I didn't I didn't have a scholarship or anything, but I went there and worked my ass off and got it. And uh, so, yeah, don't turn anything down and uh, play as many sports as you can because coaches like that. <laughs> okay. They don't want you to, like, just single out and just go to one because, say, hockey or I played volleyball. So that stuff helped me for baseball. So, yeah, the coaches want that stuff. So, yeah, just keep following your dreams. Like I dreamed about this when I was young, just to go play pro baseball. So, but uh, yeah, just follow, follow, following your dreams. If you, anybody needs anything, reach out. <laughs> I love it, Jake. You're the man. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Like me and Dude said, if we can get down there, we'll do our best to come watch you. And uh, yeah, we'll make for it sure. happen. I'm definitely getting a a beer bat, and I'm rocking three bagel for you. <laughs> I get my own jersey made. Love it. Yeah, definitely jump at that if we can. All right. All right, everyone listening, thank you very much uh, for tuning in. Wednesday hump day, have fun, work hard, follow your dreams just like Jake did, and you could be playing at Yankee Stadium. All right, we're out. Peace. You only hear me say this once, go Yanks.
Hey!